Hey, what's going on, Sam? Hey, Nathan. What's up? Hanging out, uh, hanging out at my house. Rare Saturday off in October. Oh, you have the whole day off. That's awesome. Whole day, yeah. Um, well done. I, yeah, pretty. I've I've had I've had a pretty busy week. Um, so it's it's fine, and I have three shoots in a row in three days, uh, starting tomorrow. So, no no problem being off today. October is crazy time. Uh, yep. I, yeah, I have a wedding today, but it's actually going to be awesome because it's from two to ten, or actually one forty-five to nine forty-five. So, oh, that's great. Kind of early. Yeah, I'm excited. Where, where is where is it? Uh, where is the wedding? DC. Cool. Yep. Um, um, Sam, why? I'm trying to figure out why do you sound so weird right now. Do I sound weird? <laughs> Hopefully uh, this sounds okay. Otherwise we will have to scrap this entire podcast. But yeah, I'm, I'm recording with a mobile podcast rig. Uh, we're, we're, we're trying to take the show on the road. You and That's I right. have literally so many, you know, at least two, three, if not more times per week where we're just driving for an hour plus uh, between cities. Uh, yeah, we're going to try and... Uh, be able to podcast while we do that yeah or at least so, record um, a podcast yeah yeah so i'm i'm pretty excited um so uh tell me about what you've been doing this week we've we shot a wedding together on saturday right yeah yeah that was pretty fun it was like the most perfect weather ever when it had been several days in a row of just like overcast depressing gray so that was pretty yeah. nice um no complaints there fun and then nessa, nessa and i immediately took off for maine of the week portland nice portland maine you've never been have you ever been there no i've never been never been to maine actually i've i've shot i shot a wedding in upstate new york i think that's about the most northeast i've i've been in america I've, i haven't really gone i haven't hit uh haven't hit uh vermont or maine or anything like that been to vancouver gotcha. though i guess that's about as far north as i've ever been gotcha yeah it was cool the leaves were changing. It was really nice. We stayed downtown, though, and uh, just hung out and tried to chip away at the never-ending stream of edits. Oh, yeah. Dude, it is crazy. You've got how many photos in the pipeline right now? Uh, like 50,000. Yeah, I'm looking I'm looking at mine right now. I've got 20, 28,000. Wow. So I've still, got, I've still got plenty here, too. Yeah, that's um, not fun. Uh, but, you know, that's just the number to call through and then ultimately edit. It's going to be, yeah, still many, many thousands, but yeah. probably 10,000 of actual editing, uh, yep. which sucks. But but other than that, uh, it's been a lot, of, uh, a lot of news this week. Did you update to the new Lightroom? Yep, yeah, updated to the new Lightroom. Got the new uh, Lightroom CC as well as the Lightroom Classic CC. Um, God, worst naming convention I've ever yeah, heard. It's bad, um, but bad. It, it really it really tells me exactly. I think after thinking about it, after reading about it a lot, it tells me exactly what's going on. Which is uh, looks to me like Lightroom is Lightroom Classic, i.e. the Lightroom that we've been using for the past nine years, I guess, or so, eight years, yeah. um, is going to be retired at some point. I think. Um, and yeah. the new, uh, Lightroom CC, which is what it's now, which their mobile platform is now called, is going to take over as the main 
uh, as as a singular solution for all, all devices. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, and it seems to have most of the features. Uh, well, I can't say most, but it does seem to have a lot of the features of Lightroom Classic. I mean, there's uh, some stuff that I like about some it. Stuff that is inexplicably missing. Yeah, the biggest thing, the biggest concern that I have right out of the gate with this this mobile desktop app thing is that it's inconsistent between the iOS app and the desktop app. Like, where you can have presets on the desktop app, you can't on your mobile device. And where you can edit split toning and tone curve on your mobile device, you can't on your desktop. Yeah, again, the, these features ha- absolutely ha- have to be in. Um, for 100% have got to be in as many, many photographers, almost all uh, wedding photographers I know have modified their tone curve. Uh, if they're not, they, I don't know what they're doing. And if oh, they're using know, a preset oh, that isn't modified, probably. But like, I think yes. yeah, I think it's a good indicator that since it's on the iOS app, it will eventually make yeah. its way to the desktop. But there's another huge thing that I'm concerned about, and that's they don't give you like a breakdown of every change anymore. You know, like on your bottom left in Lightroom yep. right now, you see every step that you've changed, so you can like go back your and history. reference changes. Yeah, you can see all your edit history. That's completely nowhere to be found uh, on the cloud app for desktop yeah. or anywhere um, else on your iOS. So that's it, a concern. It aims, yeah, it, it, it aims to uh, unify everything under one, uh, like, one UI, basically. Um, one I like the basically. like the design language. It, it generally, I, I mean, it's a little weird getting used to it at first, but like it's fine. I yeah, think. it's it's fine. It it's fine. It'll take it definitely takes some getting used to, and I I I hope also some tweaking on Adobe's part um, because there are some things I don't love about the user experience. But I am you know, <laughs> I I just really want to know. You know, when I really these feel features like are coming in. What they should have done for naming is named instead of the Lightroom Classic, they should have just named that Lightroom Pro. And then hmm. the new one just named it Lightroom Cloud or something like that. Maybe, but I think they're just going to get rid of this thing altogether. That's my fear, and but it's going to be years before that happens. So like if they just name it Pro, that like creates some focus for consumers who want to, you know, I'm sure they want to get into like more subscription-based consumers that aren't professionals, you know, because I'm sure they've kind of reached a saturation point with the professionals that are going to pay subscription. They're probably already paying yep. it. Now they want to do something more consumer friendly, kind of like iPhoto, but more powerful than that, that they can get subscriptions through. And like, yeah, they just totally screwed up with this naming. It's just overly confusing. And <laughs> it's very, very confusing. I kind of like the concept of having a separate app for all cloud related stuff, but there has to be some crossover, some really easy implemented way to, when you're in the classic version, still have it sync to your, your cloud in a way that you don't have to re-import the raw files or something. Um, and now I think you can yeah. still sync it like the, the way that it's always allowed for the past few years, but that's never been good. They, they just left that the same. So mm-hmm. it would have been nice. Like I, there's the only reason I can think to use the cloud version now as a professional is maybe to like import your favorites from every year. So just so you um, have those, those at all times. Yeah. Uh, maybe I think right now it's good for iPhone, and that's about it. 
Um, yeah. I, I, it, it, it unfortunately is not usable until there's a tone curve. Uh, and then... I know. Even, well, I mean, it, you know, that's, that's what's even weirder, is that all the features are the same as the yeah. current Lightroom, but you can't access them unless they're, like, pasted in or applied on the desktop and then synced. So, like, the tone curve is there, and it, it's customizable, but, but, like, not in the GUI, <laughs> depending on which app yeah. you're using. It's right. so stupid. It, it really doesn't make any sense, and uh, I'm very i'm like just totally weirded out why it wasn't included in the first release or why not just if it what if they knew that they weren't including a tone curve uh, a modifiable tone curve in this release then why not just wait i wasn't even expecting a lightroom update anyway so uh, i agree um but i i just think no. that this is a, a bizarre move from a pr perspective uh mm. in my opinion um for Adobe just because I I wasn't expecting this. It just came out and I'm like, okay, this is fine. We have a new Lightroom classic. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, uh, and and some nice, some okay updates there, um, which we'll, we'll get into in a second. Um, but with Lightroom CC, there's stuff that just is in there that makes it not usable. Yeah. Um, and Here's, so, yeah. you know, just jumping in, like, I, th- I really feel like the route they should have gone is very similar to the way Apple approaches GarageBand versus Logic. Um, like, if, if you are an audio editor and you are professional, you can use Logic, and a lot of people do as their full-time audio thing. And Logic has a couple different modes. One is like mm-hmm. a basic user mode, which has a very GarageBand look and aesthetic. Um, it's a little more powerful than just the GarageBand app, but it's totally cross-compatible with GarageBand, the app, but it's the Logic Pro software with a dumbed-down, simplified GUI. And then if you want, you can enable the Pro GUI that just gets insanely awesome and uh, you know lets you tweak everything and customize whatever you want. Like That would have been right. perfect if they just that gave awesome. Lightroom a facelift and then instead of having slideshow, map, book mode, like get rid of all those, just have library, develop, and then just like mobile develop or some other tab where it's the same engine very, you know, with the look of what they released in this cloud app. That would have been perfect. That could be cool. That 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 could have been great. I I agree basically because um I know that Microsoft Windows has tried to do this thing where they unify everything under yeah. a- absolutely every single UI is exactly the same across tablet, mobile, or desktop. And it unfortunately doesn't quite work uh, in certain circumstances. In yeah. the desktop, there's some things that you really wish you could have a little more control over, and some things in mobile that are just a little too clunky. Um, and so, yeah, but that's—I mean—they already have made that. Like the cloud version isn't quite right in the desktop app. Like it's yes, it's not and like they so, hit it out of the park. Yeah, it it is interesting. So a couple of the pros uh, to this are obvious: um, that all your your um, your photos sync across in the cloud across all devices so you can just edit anywhere and i um, tested that and it is really fast like the sync is it, quick once it's great the, yeah once it's, once the files cool. are in the cloud like the edits sync insanely fast it's just text so it should be yeah. but it's it's really really good yeah and i'm looking and and it's also interesting because i'm looking through my uh italy photos which um 
I edited entirely on my phone uh, while I was in Italy because I left my computer charger at home like a smart person. Um, nice. And um, so I, I basically took all my photos in my with my D750, transferred them wirelessly to my phone and edited them in Lightroom uh, on my phone. And it worked great. And all those photos are sitting here uh, in Lightroom CC, uh, ready to be edited, exported, and everything just like they are on my phone, which is cool. Um, and it is just still really funny to see like my tone curve totally edited and looking great. Uh, and I can't edit it <laughs> anymore because yeah. it's on my desktop. Any- yeah. Why Adobe? This is the dumbest thing. Um, and so, but it is cool, um, that they're trying to unify the experience. Um, they're, they're trying to recreate Lightroom essentially, uh, for a, a mobile world, cloud-based world. And, um, Another cool yeah, the thing, thing is that they're. Go ahead. I was just going to say the other thing that that's. Oops, sorry. The other thing that's coming with that um, is uh, cloud storage, um, which is you pay I think an extra is it an extra ten bucks or something per month. Um, I have no for, idea. Yeah, I think I it know. is for a terabyte of cloud storage um, that syncs um, syncs up with with your Lightroom CC account, so you can. Uh, you know, depending on how many photos you need to go through at any particular time, you can have those accessible, editable, exportable, all raw format. Um, yeah, from from the cloud. Uh, and a terabyte isn't too bad, actually. Uh, that's in terms pretty of awesome. Uh, yeah, I mean that that's cool. And believe me, I am all for a future where your raw files sitting in the cloud are editable in real time. Like that's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's just they just rolled this out horribly. Here, they rolled it out too early. I, 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 I'm like, why? Literally, yeah. why? I mean, the only reason I updated in the end was to get D850 support, which is great. Any new camera support, you know, all that, you had to update. Um, I mean, yep. the other cool, have you imported anything yet to see the, uh, the now embedded slash sidecar preview? Uh, I mean, yeah, but it's useless. And I've, I don't I've understand. About this on my on my Facebook account, um, I oh, really? had a discussion on on this where, and, and basic yeah, it's um, th- that's great for people who don't edit their photos. Um, yeah, exactly. I d- I've never understood the appeal of Photo Mechanic because yes, it shows you a preview instantly, but who wants to sit down after a full wedding shoot and immediately start calling? I know some people do that, and that's fine, but yeah, some people really like to do that. I, and I've that, done it before; it's not too bad. Yeah, but. But I mean, like, I want to see my preset applied instantly. I don't want to see this straight out of camera ever. And yeah. uh, that's so you would have to import everything, and then you would have to manually render standard previews to start having your preset applied. It just makes no sense. Either way, you're going to start rendering with your settings changed. So yeah. you might as well just so, do that when you import and wait it out instead of uh, exactly. having to do it by so, hand. Yeah. So for people that don't, no, uh, and it took me about, uh, I would say, a solid 30 minutes online to like reading all different things to fully figure this out. But basically, <laughs> uh, their their new system is, um, the, and and I love I love their update. Um, you know, uh, what was it like documentation too? Which was so basically they were saying uh, there's this new feature called embedded and sidecar previews, and what you can do is when you edit, uh, or sorry, when you import your photos um, instead of rendering standard previews 
it says try to import embedded previews with sidecar previews. And what that does is it takes an embedded preview um, that your camera creates um, that all the modern JPEG, cameras yeah, create. Yeah, that's like embedded in the raw file, right? Which basically means it's a it's just a uh, JPEG uh, snapshot of the raw image, um, and it brings that in really really quickly. Uh, so that you can just start culling right away. Um, and of course, it does not apply any preset to that embedded preview. It's just the embedded preview, bringing it right in and getting it ready to go so you can start culling. I would just like um, to point out that this is probably twice as frustrating for people that like the way their photos look in the camera because you do get to see that. But then once you start editing, that look goes away because yes. it automatically switches to the Adobe profiles that never match exactly with that the never camera. Match. <laughs> Correct. Uh, just and pointing so, that out. And, and their, their solution to rendering standard previews is whenever your system is idle, it will start, uh, it will start automatically. Oh, I didn't um, know that. There's, yeah, there's a, well, there's a setting you can check that will automatically start rendering standard previews uh, when you're just sitting idle. Um, and again, that's cool uh, for everybody who doesn't edit photos because I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I, as you do, Sam, and I, as many people do, we apply a preset uh, before we even look at the image because I don't ever care about what the raw image looks like because that's not what the final image is even going to be remotely looking like. Yeah. Um, I could see, you know what? I could see that being uh, helpful for um, press shoots or events or something like that that don't. Yeah, anything you need, like editing. super fast turnaround or real time turnaround, yeah. it's going to be amazing. But um, but still, it's 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 weird. And it's weird. And so and so, I just love that. Basically, their their solution to standard previews take way too long to render is maybe try something else and i'm like that's just the dumbest thing ever just try maybe try to make your program faster i don't know maybe that'll help optimize your yeah well i think that's probably why they decided to launch a completely separate app because i have a feeling they'll be able to you know do more performance enhanced things to take advantage of faster computers with a brand new app this this Lightroom CC uh, versus the Lightroom Classic which I think is probably never going to be able to be like faster than it is <laughs> yeah essentially okay, so. so so we'll see I, I don't know I, I'm it's it's kind of it's interesting. I, I'm actually really it's glad it's just to see like development in general. It's good absolutely. to see like I'm glad Adobe's moving in some direction. Yeah, but if you've um, noticed, I, I am subscribed to like the cloud. I think I'm just subscribed to like the photographer one, which is a little cheaper. But if you look, like it yeah. feels like every month there's another whole entire application on that Creative Cloud app that you can install. Yeah, there's like 25, and it it seems like they might be spreading themselves a bit thin because there's like an app for every specialized thing you could possibly need, and it just seems kind of crazy, like. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know. Um, There's Dreamweaver, been, which is design modern. Dreamweaver's been around. And yeah, it's been around forever. Muse, but then there's Spark. Muse. Spark is like a responsive website. Yeah. Check out. And then there's Spark. Same thing. Uh, there's like a ton of web related stuff that I'm sure is helpful, but uh, it just seems like, holy crap. Like, who can keep, keep track of all this? But. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of stuff. 
The other thing um, I think I realized was that I, I feel like their target um, use case for Lightroom in iOS is on an iPad with, with an Apple Pencil. Uh, most of their marketing materials that I saw mm. had that set up, and it's not something I've ever tried, but I'm interested in it because it does give you like a really That's nice, cool. yeah, like precise way of editing that your finger just doesn't get you. Um, I think that's probably what they're like envisioning. I just hope that they open up some like better keyboard shortcuts on the iPad because right now it's just stupid, so stupid. Yeah, it's, like hmm. like you can't you can't mark things with color. Last I checked, but you do have flag and star ability. But for some reason on the, on oh, the yeah, iPad, you can't. I never you can't even mark saw the, that. Um, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think you can mark colors in the new Lightroom CC. Which is just crazy. Like they, that's a huge part of a lot, like my workflow and tons of other photographers. Oh, I'm yeah. willing to change, but I, I like having three different options for culling through stuff is the perfect number. Having two yeah, is a bit problematic. Say, I could use even more, to be honest with you. Like yes. I was sometimes I'm like oh, I wish there was, I wish I could. You know what else? I really a wish list item I've been wanting for a really long time is uh, the ability to flag or color flag or something. Uh, folders in your grid view um, uh, or sorry oh, in the library view yeah. That's because like a- there's there's plenty of times where I'm like I need to prioritize I've got this humongo list of undelivered you know shoots and I've got a humongo list of delivered shoots on the left and I would love to be able to prioritize them because I haven't organized by date I don't have it organized by um, name so I'm just right. when I'm just looking at dates and numbers and trying to figure out which uh, which thing I need to edit next, which folder I need to edit next. Um, it would be really helpful to have an ability to flag that folder, and so that I'm like, okay, that red one needs to yeah. I need to work on that next. Yeah, I um, totally agree, and and that's another cue they could take from Logic, like when you're organizing samples and all this stuff and all these mm-hmm. audio sequencers, which are infinitely more complex, it seems like. Uh, they, they do a really good job organizing by color and uh, icons, like graphic icons, stuff like that. Like, yeah. There's a lot more they could do there. Um, and it's a little scary to see the import and the collection organization options on the new version because it's very bare bones. It's, it's it is really, real simple. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm like, I, I wonder if what they're going to be adding to this. Um, I don't know. I don't I, know. I, I really, I, I, yeah. It's scary. It, it's um, I it's mean, scary edges because th- there's things that are missing that I really you know, could use. Um, and it's scary because they make you it, like if there was a way that when Lightroom pushes new camera support that it trickled down to every version of Lightroom that's ever existed then I wouldn't be so worried about stuff like this but right now you're relying on the good faith of Adobe to always support the new Nikon camera and for right. the software they support it with to, uh, to to you know be what you want and yeah if they if they you know give this classic version end of life in two years if you want to be shooting with the newest camera you can't I mean unless you convert to DNG right. which is just a super annoying step but uh, we don't have to get into that anyway it's a little scary and I'm, I'm afraid that they don't have a good sense of like what a professional workflow requires 
Yeah, which is weird because I'm sure they they should be having focus groups telling them exactly they have what professional they need photographers. To yeah, I, I do not get it. And a lot of photographers were seated the beta for this to give feedback. And you know, I think it's a classic you, problem of like when people get early access to stuff, they're a little reluctant to criticize it <laughs> mm-hmm. because they want to get early access the next time. Um, right. You know, that's something that's definitely a thing that happens. I'm sure they account for that some way. At you know, at Adobe, but I don't I know mean, how I they miss the constructive mark. criticism should be completely what they welcome. Want yeah, but th- then then how the crap did this cloud version launch without a tone curve? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm I wonder if there were people saying like, guys, what are you doing? Um, or maybe it's saying, coming no, in like a week or a two. But I don't see the problem with them just saying that. Like, oh yeah, well it's coming. Like they can just say that. Yeah, if it's, it's, it's not even mentioned. That there's, it's not like oh, a competitive the way, advantage. No turn curve. Yeah, like, they don't have a competitive oh, advantage by keeping it under wraps. It's just weird. Yeah, I'm, I, there's seriously there, there's no competition to Lightroom. Basically, no real competition. Um, nobody that I know really uses anything else. Um, that's not a wedding photographer, an event photographer, or anything other than maybe a fashion photographer is using something different. Um, but uh, yeah, very few people. I feel like a vast majority, at least eighty percent of photographers, have got to be using Lightroom, and so they they have this essentially. I would call it basically a, a monopoly on you know a great editing program, and um, they're just I guess using that to just like sit on their asses. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> like I, I don't I, know. I, I, yeah, I feel like this is not a great uh, start for Lightroom CC. They need to get updates out stat and those updates need to be need to include uh patch notes they need to include uh what they're leaving out and how they plan to implement them in the future that's what needs to happen totally i completely agree um that said i'm curious did you did you see any performance difference in the actual editing of files like in the develop mode because i really Uh, did not and if anything it was a bit glitchy (laughs) and uh like i would go i'd be editing one and then click the next picture and it wouldn't change like the edits would change like i like the new the new picture settings would be accurate but like it would take an extra second before the actual picture would change like a weird glitch um interesting i I don't think that I've noticed that issue, uh, but I have. What I have noticed is that it seems to me that the library module, moving between photos and the library module, does indeed seem to be faster. Um, it well, that's there's cool. no there's no loading pop in. Um, that's cool. On, in the library module, in the develop module, it's the same same story as it's always been for me. Um, yeah, I'm not it, at my yeah, computer could, right could now, so it's hard for me to uh, hard for me to judge but, that. But yeah, um, huh. but yeah, going through the photos from the past few days, um, it does seem that culling is a little quicker. Uh, even when I'm just I'm rendering standard previews, like I always have, I'm not messing around with embedded previews, um, and uh, does seem to be working pretty well. Uh, but otherwise. Um, now there was something interesting that I know you've you've talked about a little bit online, uh, which is range masking is now uh, in the develop module, which is pretty cool. Yes, uh, rather than try and explain it, you should just look up the Adobe yeah. tutorials if you're listening. But essentially, like I won't have to explain how to do it, but 
just know that if you use a gradient tool or a brush tool, now you can selectively mask areas where you don't want it to apply. So like if yeah. you gradient you know, a landscape and it's got a mountain that's also getting dark and you want it to, to you don't want to have to like manually brush that away using the eraser or something, you can just mm -hmm. use a, a range selection and it'll ignore every type of luminance or every type of color in that range. Yep. So you can really create great. a gradient mask that only applies to like the blue sky, uh, even though it crosses you know, the, the mountain range threshold or something like that, it won't darken the mountains because they're not blue or some range of blue. Uh, that's great. I mean, that's a really powerful tool that I've wanted forever. I mean, it's been in, yeah. light, uh, uh, in Photoshop for a while, but... Uh, yeah, when they, when they introduced the eraser um, portion of the gradient uh, and uh, brush tool, I was really happy because that, you know, gave you, you know, something towards a range masking um, yeah. feature. Uh, but now with proper implementation, it's it's pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, definitely, it's, yeah, it is a little complicated. Only um, remaining feature that I'm desperate for in Lightroom is is liquify because you yeah, know, try as hard as you want. Sometimes it's definitely necessary, and um, that's it. That's like the last big step towards. And, yeah. and that's such an advanced pro feature. Like they're not going to add that to the Lightroom Cloud CC no. in, in forever. <laughs> like that's going to be forever. Uh, yeah. So whatever. We'll see if that ever happens. But range editing uh, is fantastic. Range masking. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, definitely look it up. It is. It's. It's worth it to check it out. Um, very. Very powerful tool. Um, oh, and the other subtle thing yeah. is make sure if even if you don't use the new features, uh, go to your camera calibration and where you select your camera profiles. Um, make sure you're using version four because it's like a faster processing engine. It doesn't look any different. It doesn't give you any new settings. It's, it's just it looks completely the same. Yeah, it's faster. Um, I think it turns by default, but I'm not sure for legacy like stuff you already had imported. Not 100% what I've, sure. What I've seen is that it uh, it is not um, it's not a the change to pre to um, process four is not applied until you edit, and then as soon as you edit, it's it it goes away. I'm not sure what what the deal is with that, but that seems to be what's what's going on, which is weird to me. But okay, um, but yeah, um, so. That's, uh, I guess that's that's probably about all. Yeah, that was a good that was a good rundown. Um, curious if anybody discovers anything new. Um, yeah, what do you and and if for some reason I'm like actually blind and there is a tone curve and split toning in here. Yeah, I, I had I to triple check it, too. It's not there. Yeah. I'm like, and neither is split toning. Yeah. And yeah, stuff again, is even toning. in like weird places on the uh, on the iPhone app and the iPad app, the split toning isn't under the color section. It's no, like in the uh, effects or something. Yeah, it's or it's in like the yeah, it's in effects, and then, and you're like, okay, I mean, I, it might just be something to get used to, but I just feel like it it either needs to be its own thing or it should be under the tone. Uh, it should be under color. <laughs> oh well, yeah, thing. that yeah. I'm yeah, I'm talking about tone curve, but yes. Um, Agreed. It's, it's split toning is, it's it's just weird. It's no a color way. change. It's it's bizarre. I agree. Um, well, the only other thing that I'm excited about from this week is that 
Baltimore put in an official bid for the new Amazon headquarters. So I'm crossing Good my luck. fingers. Richmond's go- Richmond's going to get it. The Richmond put Richmond's in? Richmond's going to get it, buddy. Uh, I think we're putting together one now. Oh, it was due by Thursday, so you would know by now. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know if we did or not. Probably not. I doubt Richmond is big enough. Maybe, but... Oh, it's big enough. Uh Uh-huh. Don't tell me Richmond isn't big enough. I think the top contenders that I've been researching are Baltimore, Atlanta, Chicago, Philly. Uh, In terms of, like, the infrastructure, the incentives, the the actual geography of where it's located... And uh, I don't know. I've I have a pretty good feeling about Baltimore. Not gonna lie. Yeah, but Baltimore whatever would be city, good whatever city gets the bid, gets fifty thousand jobs, averaging hundred k per job. So it's a pretty big deal. It's pretty cool. Yeah. That's insane. Um. um yeah. Uh. Pr- pretty interesting. Um. Oh, and uh, Elon Musk and the governor of Maryland have announced officially they're going to start tunneling. Uh, a, a yeah, ten point one mile underground corridor. Uh, yeah, in Maryland, <laughs> just to uh, to test it out, see how it's gonna go, which is kind of awesome. I don't know if you've seen any like the uh, the videos Elon Musk shares. Uh, yep. He just sh- shared one of the like a, a tunnel test hitting top speed or some something. It was absolutely crazy. I just couldn't believe. So it. cool. I'm I'm really yeah I'm really excited for that. That's that I, I really. <laughs> We'll we'll see what happens, um, but I'm really happy that there's somebody like Elon Musk that's trying to push the boundaries of what's possible um, in transportation. Yep. Totally agree, and I mean the main goal that I've heard is for them to go from DC to New York, uh, and that's great. That's probably like a 20 year plan. The very first leg would certainly be DC to Baltimore, which just has me yep. very very excited for for Baltimore because we would uh, I think benefit from that more than DC would. Oh, totally. And you could commute um, pretty quickly. Uh, that would be gr- really great for commuters. It would take like five um, minutes. I bet you it yeah. would take you longer to like find your seat and get on the thing than it would <laughs> actually shooting down. I mean, because you could go to D.C. to New York in 30 minutes. D.C. to Baltimore, yep. it's only like 20 miles apart. Depends on where they put the stations. But Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. Okay, what what do you got going on this week? Nessa and uh, I leave up. for uh, Brazil tomorrow, Sunday, and we'll be there for a week and a half. So I'm teaching three workshops in a row, and wow. uh, and then we're taking a few days. We found an Airbnb, and we're just gonna relax and edit. <laughs> so cool. If there is such a thing, to relax and edit. That's it. How about you? Nice. Um, got an engagement session, sunrise session tomorrow morning, um, an event on Monday night, an event on Tuesday morning, and then um, coming back to, uh, and that's all in, up in D.C. actually, and then coming back to Richmond for another shoot on Wednesday, uh, an engagement session, and then then Thursday and Friday and preparing for this awesome costume party that we're throwing at my house. Yeah, Stranger Things. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'll miss it. Yep, Stranger um, Things watch party. I'm very excited to try this mobile podcast rig on the road some more. And I do apologize if there is some weird rumbling noise or something like that. Uh, hopefully, hopefully I can edit it so that it's a very clean you know, yeah. feed from, if, from my side. But we apologize. If you hear any, pro- any problems, that, that's on Sam's end. Uh, it's <laughs> not on my end. Um, it's just all on Sam. 
I apologize if there's anything weird, but uh, I think it worked pretty well. So, yeah, yeah to, uh, to, to more consistent and regular podcasts. Uh, I'll drink to that. Cheers. Dink. No, I'm not drinking and driving. That would be weird. Okay. Well, all right, everyone. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, later on. Uh, well. Nice.